Hello everybody, so welcome back to Coffee Protocol Podcast. This is your host, Baristan Bikes. The next episode with Ashrita, she is from Bainamara Estate. I remember um, saying Bainamara as one of the labels from Blue Tokai some, some while ago. And that's the first time I came to know about this estate. And I'm sure a lot of you would have known this estate from Blue Tokai as well. So let's talk with her. Let's see what she has to say about the planter side of uh, view from Bainamara Estate, how she got to where she is now, and what plans she has for Bainamara Estate in the future. Let's start. Please. And you also have internet here. Yeah. Which is weird. <laughs> the whole year getting the right variables at the right time is only the biggest factor. Correct. To get Thank you very much for being on the uh, episode. For those people who might not know you uh, by your name, but just by your estate name, could you give us a small introduction? Hi, this is Ashrita uh, from Bainimara Estate from Chikmanglo. Yeah. Our family has been in the estate, like in the coffee producing from 1860 onwards, like 1870. Wow. So I don't have the exact details of from where we've, migrated from but mm -hmm. from what my family uncles or you know members say that we've come from the Mysore uh, okay. extended part okay and uh, so we've come and uh, established ourselves here this okay. part and it's called Berengudu region okay Berengudu village this is where we've been established and we've been producing the coffee from so many years yeah. and uh, our family also is into export house yeah so that's my dad's business from okay. 1995 and that's my uh, day-to-go job. Yeah. Along with that, so we manage this estate. So, so what kind of export uh, is it related with? Uh, so we are, uh, the export is related into both, like uh, we are into uh, conventional coffee mm -hmm. and we do some specialty coffee or single okay. estate. Oh, it all uh, depends on what the roasters are need. demanding on you. Okay, yeah. cool. So in terms of um, being from the planter's family, what generation planter do you consider yourself to be? Uh, so I consider ourselves as uh, the fourth generation. Fourth generation? Yeah. Okay. For some reason, like coffee has always been part of my life. Okay. Uh, so in terms of like, you know, there's something about coffee that r still remain. That's something like, for example, like I, even though you know, like how we all end up studying uh, engineering or doctor, but somehow I managed to finish the engineering phase yeah. as usual. Yeah. Uh, follow the herd yeah. but right after that like I got myself a job in an uh, export house okay. so Ruchi Soya okay. right now it's bought over by uh, some other company <laughs> yeah Yeah. Okay. 
No, Patanjali. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking like that Guruji's name is not coming in my head. Who is this? Okay, okay, okay. So okay. the Patanjali company, yeah. So yeah, I worked. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I worked there for uh, two years, okay. uh, handling the logistics of coffee and uh, like you know working with the forex division. Okay. Right. Then after that, I got myself enrolled into Ely Cafe's uh, Master's Economics class nice. program. Uh, Which was. In, in the year of 2015 and where was it in trieste trieste italy italy yeah, yeah that was like a very famous port okay yeah where a lot of coffee would travel there yeah. from all over the world yeah, yeah. so uh, so right after that then i also worked for some uh, importing company there mm-hmm. coffee importing company then came back then that's when i realized so you worked in italy yeah for an importing company, company yeah so importing coffees from different parts of the world yeah uh, was it for a local company which was in italy yeah so it's it was amazing experience in italy to know uh, the different kind of roasters the, like like i literally got hands on experience to see a small scale roasters to mm-hmm. mid level roasters to a huge established roaster and uh, how they buy coffee and how it's so amazing to see the Uh, you know accessibility they have from all the origins wow it, and it's so it's so nice to see how they can switch over blend from you know if they're not able like today for example if india doesn't have a good harvest this year yeah. like it's easy for them to switch over to buying uh, like you know uganda robusta coffee if uganda's robusta coffee is not great they can switch to india so okay. they worked so much in terms of profiling in terms of different origin it's like very interesting interesting so okay So I'm still in Italy. Um, so okay, coming back to you being the fourth generation planter. So as you were growing up as a kid, uh, did you decide that you know you're going to end up being in a part of Bainamara in some or the other way? Uh, so it was never a clear cut uh, plan that, but uh, for some reason I've always wanted to be in the coffee because I've always been helping my dad in the business. Okay. Uh, so that was always there. Okay. Uh, and everything just happened to me or how do i say i think it came to me okay so rather than me choosing my uh, like it's you just know just destiny passion, that things yeah. happen like that so um, i would really say that this is like i've seen a lot of people trying to figure out who they want to be or what they want to do in life but for me i think i've been really blessed and very grateful that everything just happened because like you know even after my engineering i had no clue but one thing was sure that i didn't want to do <laughs> it job okay. those clarities i had but i never had clarity on what i want to be yeah, so you had more clarity what you did not want to be yeah. yeah so if you are listening and if you feel that you know you do not have clarity well you have yet another person feeling the same and it's it's okay to feel like that cool so no back then back then yeah i mean obviously back then, then I mean, yeah. it's always a stage that you yeah. pass through right but you went to italy with a view that you wanted to learn something about coffee yeah exactly explore europe and also learn about coffee understand more about coffee and uh, to be honest like uh, i've been also been guided by shravan he's okay. my really good friend yeah. like since the time like i've always like uh, like i can say like he's always been there for me guiding me and uh, he gave me a lot of understanding about how the industry is also So it's really important to meet such kind of people also Correct. or have such kind of people in uh, life. So then I came back then I started uh, like when I came back I immediately didn't join my dad's business but I started promoting RS like just then the moment I came back that's when India was all about the roasting industry was picking up like it was 
uh, like I would say it was 2014 to 2015 where a lot of roasters were getting involved. A lot of roasters from different states were mm-hmm. uh, evolving. Evolving, yeah. So that was also a good uh, time. So then I started selling our estate coffee to them. Okay. Uh, so Bluetooka is when I met them at a coffee board uh, event in Bombay. Okay. So everything just aligned for me. That everything just came uh, on the right time, the right place. For yeah. You. Nice. Uh, that's how it started. And uh, meanwhile, even at the south, we also created like you know, uh, like that time I also didn't have clarity on which uh, supply chain I wanted to be in. Okay. So I was also like a little bit confused. Then in the south, like I also did couple of events with Hell with Coffee Sante or you know. Uh, created two blends called mm-hmm. Ruchi and Swada mm-hmm. and one was filter coffee because I really enjoy filter coffee drinking okay. and with chicory without chicory so when I came back I was it was all about the culture that I've taught so okay. I did a blend with chicory okay. uh, but that that's what the South Indians need yeah but do you think people frown upon where there is a where there is a coffee that has a chicory mix in it so the purest definitely frown upon yeah exactly like they do okay uh, but to be honest like i don't have much idea on how this is in north yeah. because when i've traveled like my travel is only towards uh, delhi mm-hmm. so i didn't of course chai is overwhelmed so you don't even come across coffee, a lot of coffee. yeah a lot of Correct. coffee like Correct. chai is really overwhelming there yeah. so uh, but in the south people need that okay but i'm a like like good like I enjoy enjoy any kind of coffee, like good cup of coffee. Yeah, like you know, I want to try. Yeah, good Regardless cup. Regardless of what it is and how it is, yeah. it's just a good cup. Okay, With enough. milk, without milk, everything I enjoy. Yeah. So I've been doing that slowly now. Even now, like we're trying to like this is this year we plan to have some ext- extended products. Okay. Uh, still on the product line development stage. Okay. Um. So this is where we are, <laughs> literally. <laughs> so so you you went to Italy in which year? 2015 and how long was that course that you did six months course okay and uh, what was it all about what like what did it comprise of uh, so it it comprises a lot on the how the coffee industry is on the consuming side okay because if you look at like the the producing country I think the Brazil is the only country which produces like this year I think they produced about 60.7 million bags and they consume they are the only second largest consuming country whereas none of the other producing country have established that, that kind of consumption, uh, consumption yeah Correct. whereas whatever else wherever the other origin produces goes to the north side of the countries like US Europe mm-hmm. uh, I think Japan also yeah they're the increase third, I lot. think. Yeah, yeah increase yeah. the loss. So I think the first way I, according to me, US is the first consuming country. Second is uh, Europe altogether, I guess. Brazil and Japan like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot in term. They cover in terms of how how the roasting uh, industries evolved over the period of time in terms of consumption. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sp- they thought a lot about roasting mm-hmm. in detail about roasting. Uh, how different region requires like some prefer dark roasting. Uh, some requires light roasting some you know it's very subjective it, it's not a fixed recipe Correct. anywhere Correct. Uh, then they talk about the greens okay uh, how like they talk about post harvest processing pre harvest processing and different case studies about different uh, like the roasting companies so it, it was very interesting okay you do not have any such facility in India where uh, such courses are done so you you do have right now like uh, like Sunali Menon was the one uh, correct correct yeah 
so she gives classes for like i've also attended hers yeah uh so hers also com- gives a complete details about uh, a lot on the indian coffee correct whereas here like a lot of exposure in terms of different producers different origin how coffee is produced in different origin mm-hmm. and uh, on a different exposure level okay so mm-hmm. imagine if you had a place like this uh, back in 2015 where such a course was conducted in india would you still prefer to go to italy I would I mean I would honestly. I would yeah because <laughs> Europe yeah Yeah I mean yeah I mean you get to I think see if you ask me if you, if the same course was in US I would say no But Italy and Europe is a big yes because of the culture the people the place yeah. and yeah okay. So if you just even ask me if the same place in like like in Singapore also I would say no, no. I just would I would do it in India Oh nice okay So you did that and then you came back and then you uh, slowly got involved uh, with the estate side of it. I I remember I saw Binamara as a name uh, with the Blue Tokai uh, roaster in one of their uh, releases that they were doing. And I think a lot of people would have also seen Blue Tokai as one of the first people. They were the first ones to buy a, a lot of specialty. Yeah. 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 and then after blue tokai did you guys uh, get involved with other roasters like bigger roasters i think uh, not much like the all others are a little bit on uh, small scale producing okay. roasting level production level okay so it's been very good and easy transaction with blue tokai okay because it's a it's at a time a bigger lot and bigger lot and payment on time and yeah. uh, like you know very smooth transaction it's okay. always been Okay. But did you have like not a very pleasant experience with other roasters in India? Not really like uh, so far uh, no. Mm-hmm. But it is that it it's very difficult to tell roasters that you know to send like a one bag or commercially like it's difficult yeah. right to yeah okay makes I sense. I understand from the point that they're just starting up like you know uh, so for them they to create blends they would require 5 kg 10 kg correct um, so that's still a smaller size yeah so you can do that for one or two roasters but this is happening like this year especially when there are like so many roasters asking you for like you one know bag. when you, when you have like 20 25 roasters asking you in splits and me 5 kg when it's it's a little challenging yeah. i'm sure um, so it it makes more sense to do one shot bigger a lot logistically financially in every which way possible yeah So now are you involved very much with the estate work? So from past 2 years. Yeah. Yeah. And this is going to be a f- So this focus. year full fledged I uh, I ended up being here. Okay. Uh in terms like I would really say like again a blessing because uh, I felt like being in Bangalore was exhausting. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you guys No, I, I agree. I agree with that. I I it was very like it might sound that but like the traffic the like i like i used to i was drained out couple of times like yeah. really yeah. so here like this time covid time again blessing i think like i'm stayed i think you are too lucky to have so many looking everything is Or happening right now i look at it that way could be yeah yeah i i really think i think i look at it that way like i try to make the best of experience at the moment you yeah. know rather than cribbing about it like which which is obviously a better way to deal with it yeah. yeah so i because really like my sisters and my dad always keep saying like from every every experience you're going to learn something absolutely so look at it that way easier yeah the positive side of it and yeah. just like yeah yeah okay. so when you say you have been involved with the estate in the last 2 years so does it mean that you stay in chikmagalur the entire 12 months 
So yeah, right now you saw right. I was here with the estate, and couple of time we kept going to the Chikmangalore office. Mm-hmm. So since the COVID time, everybody is trying to push and organize or convert themselves into the digital version of life. Like Correct. you know, I firmly or honestly believe that's going to be a big revolution okay. digitally. Okay. But I don't know how that is going to go. But because I we saw a sudden change. Okay. where everybody found a way to establish themselves in a home office kind of way okay. and find ways to do a l- lot of transaction online correct like everybody is converting themselves or reorganizing themselves mm-hmm. so i like honestly we didn't it not affect anything much so i mean it was just just an experience that was just going on yeah. but it just said the world itself got more digitalized and yeah. a lot of things happening virtually or online or stuff like that which i think is in a in a way blessing for a lot of people uh because you physically don't have to go back into the traffic in bangalore for example yeah. uh, you can just stay here and do the stuff online do you get good internet here uh <laughs> <laughs> so to be honest uh, like yeah in the estate like uh, uphill yes we get good internet okay full proper 4g internet we get <laughs> uh so i keep coming here like okay. you know nice walk and uh, yeah. also like seeing being part of the plantation work force and but somehow i'm okay like not to have full internet 24 hours because you're so like it's so much on the like i don't want to be pressing or you know yeah. sliding my phone all the time Correct. like it's it's okay like it's somehow help me organize myself in terms okay. of timing like I give so much importance to my work, yeah. and then like here and there, a little bit of social media, like that's yeah, just all. just for a while and for a while, yeah. It. Rather than having it full fledged, I think you're gonna like not good for yourself. Like, I really. think I think there is something that uh, now I resonate a little bit with, like for example, uh, just a couple of weeks back, Bangalore, you have internet twenty four seven, and you know, I'm not one of those guys who switches the internet off or and it's just on, you know, you just. it is just there and people ping or you go through your hooked on to instagram or whatsapp or, or facebook and you just scrolling shit through and through and through without so realizing so i think it's very challenging because if you constantly like if somebody is pumping those you know like the notifications and everything it's very difficult for you to actually like move away focus, f- focus on something yeah, yeah. and yeah. also like try to keep it aside yeah it's it's very challenging yeah it is it's uh, but <laughs> but you know like i think we all have to go through that kind of experience to say it's very exhausting yeah. uh like you know find like <laughs> find ways to like find a way to routine yourself to yeah. have so much time on social media so much time for yourself so yeah. much time for your work so much time for your family time or your friends time i think this has to happen within that person to reach that but sometimes like for example uh, i i it's a I, process i think A, it is a process you go through. B, I think sometimes uh, I don't know if I'm I'm right or wrong, but I feel that sometimes when you are at a place where you do not have internet, you're forced to do other stuff. Like, like for example, uh, a small example. Uh, I I was at an estate. Uh, I would not name the estate, but I was at an estate for let's say a week or so um, last season. And normally, if you look at a city life. Uh, you eating dinner for example a small example you eating dinner and everybody's on their phone and you know scrolling through shit and like you just eating and you just go uh but i went to this estate and i i saw this people because there is no internet there is no absolutely no internet not a lot of signal even with the tv so you sit at a table and you're forced to talk 
we don't think of it like that that you first to talk but it just happened that there's a lot of communication that happens within the family because anyways you don't have any other place to go and invest your time into and sometimes when you really want uh, the internet you have to walk somewhere and then use it for some time and come back even uh, last week i remember at kerala club uh, so you get the best signal at the sunset point so if you really really in dire need so if i have a zoom call meeting or something i have to make sure that i go to that place 20 minutes uh, trek i go there i i do the meeting online and then i come back but the rest of the time we are very much focused on the work that we're doing because there is no distraction as say that is true uh, yeah i think with social media there's no much distraction here yeah. but more than that i would really like to point out i think with the estate plantation yeah there's a lot of work involved which a lot of people don't see that oh, yeah. like you know from having your staff workers being ready in the morning uh, and advising them what kind of work that needs to go on the estate mm-hmm. and you know making sure the surrounding of like our home because we don't have much help here we have to organize ourselves help ourselves do a lot of things yeah. because we like if we want to get something quick we don't have a dunzo facility or anything <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean yeah for so, those of who do not know what dunzo is uh, dunzo is an application where you can like you know send stuff and receive stuff uh, like a swiggy but you can just send or receive anything uh, so possible. we don't have any of that facility yeah. so we it's all pre planned here yeah. like literally everything goes pre planned from taking care of your household to get taking care of the estate look everything has to be pre-planned and everything so that sets up in a way as a good routine i think that's okay. important okay uh, that's something a lot of people say to me that our generation doesn't have that like everybody keeps saying that maybe it's true yeah. maybe we have to find ways to implement it correct but it everything is pre-planned here are you hands on on the coffee side of it or the of the estate like are you involved in the uh, how the harvesting is going how the processing is happening and so on yeah yeah uh, like i am so right now like so this is the second round of picking that's going on mm-hmm. now we have to see like how much each picker is uh, picking how much we're getting uh, each patch at the end of the day's harvest how much we're receiving how much it has to go into the pulping unit mm-hmm. that whole process you know the fermentation level yeah so i am very involved during the harvest time in the production part yeah okay. and the post harvest also and also marketing to a lot of roasters also i'm quite involved yeah So you deal with them personally yeah. uh, on the estate's behalf because yeah. you're representing the estate. Yeah. So it's been very challenging even in terms of the estate part. That's something a lot of people don't know, like or I think absolutely have no clue. Okay, tell me, tell me a couple of things that is the most challenging aspect of being at a plantation or running a plantation. So one is that the inflation cost that is uh, happening every year to okay. produce coffee. very okay. simple to produce coffee okay uh, so when you say inflation in terms of what all aspects uh in terms of the uh, labor the things that you would require for the plants yeah okay. pre production cost okay uh to post production cost so if you're not on time mm-hmm. for example to manure or to the do the pruning work or for all this if you're not on time you've already lost something correct one thing secondly if you're not on time to get right uh, stuff for mm. your estate plantation you've already lost something else again correct because it just it also has a life force just like us and it has to be nurtured correct on the right time correct uh so you know along with the human work mm-hmm. of course we, there's a lot of things that happen like it's a combination of the nature and uh, human yeah. work yeah so getting 
it's very challenging in terms of right now especially because of the climate change we receive uh, erratic rainfall correct uh, then we have lot of labor crunch mm-hmm. um so you know trying to manage all this and trying to get work done at a right time is very challenging correct so you know like how do i say it might sound like like getting all this variables right is only the biggest factor <laughs> the whole year getting the right variables at the right time is only the biggest factor correct. to get good yield at the end of the year correct and it's like so many things that happens uh, not just the harvesting side of it before harvesting, harvesting after harvesting and and i think most of it is not seen by consumers let's say like that yeah because what we normally see on instagram for example is or there are pickers or picking the cherries and probably it is going to the pulping station or it's on the drying bed and we we see the romantic side of coffee but but you look at our estate only like you're right on so it's literally like a wall correct don't you think yeah it is so so how okay, like so the elevation is like that so so i mean we are actually in the middle of the plantation uh, it is huge and the slopes are crazy i mean it's a wall <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to understand <laughs> oh man so if you have seen game of thrones imagine the the great wall so it is like that a little slanting but filled with trees and obviously the plantation side of it it is it is very hard i mean even even as simple as it looks on the social media even the picking part of it is very hard and and you see those pickers are picking 50 60 70 kilos of of cherries every day i mean the first time i tried i, I could only do like what 6 kgs in in 3 hours or something like that and i was like i was literally bending because my back was aching oh no. yesterday i i was helping the pickers do some picking yeah. and at like yeah i think we covered about 10 kg in uh, 10 or 15 kg in one hour wow so so yeah. this is again good thing is like so for example if you get that kind of a plant mm-hmm. uh like you see few plants are easy to harvest like if correct. it's fully ripened plant it's a quick process correct uh like like how do i say like half ripened and half unripened it's a mix mix yeah, yeah. you have to be slow Got so be... so you guys only do properly red cherries see like uh we give a i would say a lot of importance we give like right now we are in the second round of harvesting okay correct. so if you look at the plant right now like you would say like the 70% we can get good ripened uh, correct. beans correct so this year mm-hmm. this is how the plant is to be honest so this is a good stage ripened well and everything okay. if uh, had you had come last year mm-hmm. and we received rainfall exact this moment correct. when we were supposed to harvest so we had like crazy uneven ripening so that time we don't have any other choice to pick what you can get correct because yeah. it's it's the nature against whatever yeah. is happening so but this year you see we can give a lot of importance to doing the quality because plant itself has produced amazing red uh, cherries correct so like you know the entire plant we can get like like you can see a 70% plant uh, good ripened cherries correct so this is where this is a part like part where it leads to consistency okay but then it also uh, leads to like a good consistency or good healthy plant if you um, are feeding the right amount of fertilizers and right amount of uh, enhancers to make sure Estate that it is work, healthy yeah. but again like i said you have to get it on time, time. correct because that is what it takes every stage right yeah correct so every stage a good amount of work yeah if you can do it you're going to get good amount of uh, yield and harvest So harvesting is done you do two or three rounds normally 
three rounds we do. Three rounds. Yeah. And uh, you try to pick the reddest possible, and then you segregate at yeah. the sorting station as well. Second round is always a good even harvest or uh, even ripening that happens. Okay. So that's where we uh, fetch a lot of good uh, yield. Okay. Second round, especially. Okay. Uh, so the third round, uh, like you know, is where like the third round is the first and third round is lesser. Lesser. because you you have the majority chunk done in the second round of it so the arabica harvesting is stopped by when january uh, for second week we'll i think by see now again this time is very challenging because we're doing second round of harvesting Correct. of arabica yeah. but if you look at one one area one block in our estate of robusta which is already on the verge of to be harvested wow <laughs> so which is which is not normal right like normally robusta takes a longer time no yeah if you i'll like two different blocks so the one block has not been uh, so ripened ripen at all yeah. yeah so the other block i think so what what my dad says that uh, because of the early um, that could have had a lot of rainfall possibly that's the reason why yeah. uh, it got fastened the entire process yeah. got a little fastened so now we have to find ways to actually finish this and also be on time to, to harvest that the, also oh my god yeah so so how do we catch right time is in the estate to do the right work is how do you, how do you determine that like do you yeah so like i don't think <laughs> you can determine that part because it's uh, like how do i say like there's a lot of factors involved to determine that part correct so if you can able to find yourself to determine that mm. like in terms of arranging many staff uh, workers to pick, pick do the At picking at that particular time. time yeah i think you can do that so maybe a lot of pre planning so a lot of people i mean i know uh, a lot of people rely on just looking at the plants like yeah. how red they are and then this is the majority of the plant that is red that you pick up you can't go with the flow I know that's the that's exactly the challenge. If they go fly picking, uh, fly picking is somewhere where you just walk around and you pick from different area of your estate to determine how the in general health and in general growing pattern is. So during that time, some farmers look at the color and say, okay, this is probably fifty, sixty, seventy percent ripened in most places. Maybe the right time to uh, harvest. Some people look at the bricks readings. Yeah. Yeah, they they pluck the cherries, they read the bricks and then determine whether this is the right or the wrong time. Do you have anything like that or just rely on color? So this time uh, for our arabica natural we have done uh, the like you know like we have to get like we've got like a batch of this full uh, ripened beans. Okay. And so we've just started the specialty lot we do we give importance to that. Okay. Where we give full importance to picking the right ning beans and everything okay. our wash process uh, like we do the regular way of doing it okay and normally you sell a lot of washed yeah correct yeah and that is what started even with the blue tokari yeah, the washed yeah. right okay so once you have the harvested coffee with you and then you know it's done the post processing is done it's resting i'm not a person who will say like it sounds very exhausting and saturating and but to be again i say like if you're able to enjoy producing coffee or you enjoy about coffee i think you're willing to enjoy all these factors correct but this is the thing i believe in so since we like coffee is such a big part of a life so we like it's not so exhausting it's just a part and parcel of how it is yeah. or it has been so we always. just have to find our way to you know deal with the whole thing okay like there are a lot of farmers in chikmanglo but i what i see is that they don't enjoy okay 
like even my age people like i see that like you know their parents keep calling them like come back home and i feel like today we're living in a world where you should let people do what they want to do correct coming to that side of it okay before we so if you enjoy producing coffee you'll definitely enjoy all these factors that determine to get or you know to produce good coffee good coffee correct mm-hmm. now okay so there are two things that i want to ask the harvesting side of it first before i jump to the next side of it so once the drying is done once everything is done you bag the coffee you do do you guys let it rest for yeah. some time so how yeah. long do you normally rest it for we usually like a lot of roasters keep asking us by jan in day itself so by the time everything is dispatched like march first week of feb end okay so until then it's rested so it's about roughly about 2 months yeah okay which is which is said to be a good amount of time for it to rest and then you dispatch it to the roasters so during the resting of the coffee and when you are let's say a couple of roasters in india or outside where you are selling so you do a lot of exports as well during this time are there any other challenges where people are asking you for coffee and probably you so india is very uh, still we are at a how do i say like a very baby step okay uh in terms of how that i have seen coffee in abroad i'm okay. sure everybody in the industry is understands this factor yeah so i think uh with india it's been i would say like like last 5 years that's where it's been you know there's a lot of inquiries coming okay before that i would say absolutely nothing do you india. think that is because you started up with brutokai long back but if you look at them also like all the ro- roaster that was established was also around mid 2015 correct so since then a lot of people have been uh, coming asking yeah asking okay. so at least before that we've never seen where somebody in india would ask indian coffee uh, in terms of the ma- speciality, speciality. produce produce okay mm, of course it goes to the south part of the india like a, a small percentage okay the majority of the coffee has been exported to outside okay where this is the first this last few years where like you know now generation i call it our roasters are giving importance to sourcing good indian beans correct from indian estates correct this is something it's happening quite uh, recently okay. like last recently i would is also equal into 4 5 years correct correct yeah that's when people are really getting into mm. indian beans yeah. roasting it nice and yeah. supplying it to indian counterparts yeah. or in, in india different places uh so i mean your majority still is export export so the which cha- countries do you export europe only and only in europe, europe yeah. okay great i felt about indian production or indian coffee only the coffee industry knew in the europe like yeah. you know from my experience but i felt like people in europe generally consumers have no idea okay Uh, of course now there are a lot of this uh, like you know specialty roaster third wave coffee roasters who are introducing uh, few estates and everything that's of course even even they had that trend like i think 10 15 years yeah. back like so now people are aware but uh, a majority of them don't know that india produces coffee at all yeah i've come across that as well i mean they don't have that mental image of india yeah. being one of the producing so they countries. have the mental image completely as are we as tea drinker tea, tea like tea growers yeah tea growers yeah assam tea darjeeling tea and that's yeah. it and it's full stop there's like they don't know we produce so much of coffee as well yeah do you think uh, indian coffee has has sort of like a bad reputation outside india no no yeah. i've not come across this uh, i don't think so at least the coffee industry guys love indian coffee okay. like whoever i have dealt with like they enjoy the indian flavors the indian coffee and everything mm-hmm. 
so bad repeat like in fact we produce the best robusta in terms in of quality world, for sure yeah yes. yeah if you guys did not know that we do that we make the best robustas in the world so since our quality is good a lot of people prefer indian robusta correct so that's the thing because see arabica the problem is that they have alternative correct so they are always switching the blends between central america or india yeah whereas with robusta we produce the best correct so in terms of a washed robusta and unwashed also our quality is the best so they correct. prefer indian correct. coffee so this is what i'm trying to say the indian co- the coffee industry in the world knows about india but whereas i think uh, the regular consumers don't know hmm. whereas a regular consumer if they're consuming any product they know the coffee is coming from brazil or central america like that but two things i've observed the specialty guys have introduced indian coffees mm-hmm. and even even with the robustas uh, i have not come across a lot of uh, estates in india personally i've not i'm like maybe i'm just ignorant that i did not know of it but i don't i have not come across a lot of people who do wash robustas no we we have good <laughs> i mean we have i mean yeah. we have but the thing is most of the wash robusta goes out of india out of india correct, correct. yeah i mean indian market i don't think uh, See uh, again with robusta and arabica I've it's again subjective. Okay. So there is a concept of few believers of roasters who believe arabica is the quality. Okay. Correct. Then there are uh, this is this very subjective concept I would Correct. say like then there are very there are few uh, roasters who are willing to introduce you know to, in robusta in their blends. Correct. And also who are openly talking about uh, how robusta is and what it is and Correct. its quality uh, pro- like you know its quality experience and mm-hmm. everything so it's very subjective because it all de- depends on what the roaster wants few roaster want to only stick to arabica because that's his philosophy and belief of good coffee yeah. is right i mean i'm a pro robusta i mean i <laughs> I, i don't know for some reason i think robusta just got a very bad name Uh, maybe it is the way but this this is the concept i've seen even in abroad it's just not it's everywhere it's, it's everywhere, everywhere. It, is, yeah. it is just the way how it has been marketed yeah i mean may not be a direct marketing but even for example a lot of uh, roasters uh, knowingly unknowingly they they put like a tag right 100% arabica which kind of makes it feel uh, robusta is not that inferior. great so consumers think oh it is 100% arabica so it it must be good you know so that is something like a like a mind state most of us come across to uh, i mean i i like robustas i've had some really nice robustas and and i i definitely encourage people to try robustas if they can sadly again that's the thing sadly you've not uh, tasted a lot of wash robustas yeah produced in the country in the country itself i mean i think i've tried once or twice but outside but not in india for sure and uh, possibly things will change uh, and, yeah. and we'll have even that available in most of the roasters Uh, do you guys grow any other varieties apart from rosa and uh, arabicas do you um, have libricas no, or sasas no, 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 no right we don't have we no. just have but yeah. you have an interesting mix of arabica and robusta Mr. which yeah. we saw like literally 50% 50 50 it is that is amazing <laughs> do you think uh, climate change is something that's affecting these states uh yes yes and how uh in terms of receiving rainfall irregularly okay uh and uh, for example how the precipitation that's happening in the soil because mm. of the irregular rainfall correct 
because you know it doesn't make sense to receive rainfall like you know we need to receive rainfall at a stretch at a pace correct so right now what's really happening is that like we're receiving rainfall at one shot like literally it just <laughs> wants to pour down yeah <laughs> like you know <laughs> Looks like somebody has a diarrhea. Nature also is in a hurry these days, <laughs> <laughs> just okay. like us, okay. <laughs> living a fast-paced life. Correct. So when such situation happens, you know, like the the moisture also drains out at a faster scale. Correct. Whereas we require precipitation in the soil. Correct. For a longer period. To sustain period of time. Interim, yeah. Correct. That one factor. A uh, lot of this uh, berry borer and stem borer problem. Okay. Hmm. then uh, like like what they say like from per acre the amount of bags they would receive yield has been reduced yeah so do you ha- do you have an approximate number how much do you get per acre per acre like yerka there is a there is a there is a number uh, chikmangalur sort of has a number do you have like an approximate number that you have like how much so what i've my understanding is that a good year can give at least the best is 10 to 12 okay Uh, of your five okay uh so there are few estates apparently like they do like you know it's just a small scale uh, estate they do like excellent 100% work where they receive about 15 wow that's yeah that's so really again everything yeah a lot of things matter input and, and output is correct 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 yeah do you it's do not you? like a fixed thing Okay. It's never a fixed thing. Okay. If you don't take care, I think you will hardly get a bag. Also. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is absolutely true. Uh, do you feel uh, organic coffee is something people should look at? Your personal take. Um, organic coffee. Uh, to be honest, a lot of people ask me for organic coffee. Yeah. Uh, from what I have learned, mm-hmm. they say like it takes nine years for soil. Correct. From seven to nine years for it to be yeah. completely organic, Nick, as we can uh, say. Yeah. So, as far as I see, I think most like there are few estates where they have made a small patch and they produce organic. A lot of people have done this. This is something I've seen mm-hmm. where they're trying out this, you know, like a experiment batch. Correct. That's something I've seen. So, if you are able to have access of such batch, like <laughs> go ahead and get it. <laughs> <laughs> So but are you planning to do it or not anytime soon not anytime soon no yeah. okay because so I mean there are few people who are investing in this uh, uh, organic thing there mm-hmm. are few uh, people who are buying a small plot and working on the organic thing so there are there are people correct there are people doing there it are and like small batch or small plots so there are people okay so to be honest i don't have much expertise on the how they're converting the soil to organic or uh what goes beyond it i don't have much idea okay fair enough okay coming to the other side of it which i which i had left on why don't we see a lot of young farmers see this is what i told previously also like uh i think today we are in a like at least india is in a place where thankfully everybody can choose what career profession or uh, you know uh like they can choose that for themselves uh so in the coffee industry i have seen people who are interested have come back and working towards it like the young guys mm-hmm. um so the ones who are not really interested have chosen other field Correct. it's it's really good like if you can do the job what you're good at it's really good okay no uh, so so 
so to be honest i have seen not like they're not people there are people who've come back and taken care Correct. of the estate so there are yeah uh maybe not in huge scale numbers but, but there are people yeah. yeah but i've seen even lesser or fewer women getting into the farm side of coffee any particular reason that you can think of uh i you you really think it's the gender uh i i feel that I mean there are very less women uh, at a younger age who are involved at the farm side of it at least that's what i've seen i've seen like a handful of so i know only handful of uh, women who are in coffee at just at comparatively a younger age so uh, to be honest i think like my advice to young girls or uh, women like yeah. if you want to do it and if like uh, if you if you if you have that mindset where you think it's a male oriented industry mm. i think please put that aside yeah uh like you if you enjoy if you want to get involved in the coffee industry please go ahead mm-hmm. uh and uh, get yourself involved learn about it yeah and see what you want to do about it okay but if you're if you're sitting behind it's only because of it's a gen, it's a male oriented industry i won't be able to move forward no please put that thought aside like really <laughs> because uh because i i deal a lot like to be honest like i am in the industry where it's completely involved like especially the coffee export house it completely male uh, oriented industry mm-hmm. like completely mm-hmm. uh, so so in in terms of that till date like i've put myself push myself always okay. everywhere and every time and and i think genuinely people have supported me yeah that is good i mean that is great so it's all about how you present yourself correct uh, don't be shy like uh, be very firm on what you want to learn mm-hmm. what you want to understand you know like get yourself involved correct. and uh, it's very important but if you like i feel like if people are not stepping out it could be the factor of the gender uh, like oh. the male oriented industry and like how can they do certain job that you know because there is a mentality that certain jobs only male can be done correct. certain jobs female can be uh, correct mm, correct yeah so today i think i don't think there is a there is a strong line there yeah, i think strong, it's completely fluid yeah um, i mean there are people who are doing any job that he or she yeah enjoys doing do. it yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all about the so interest. look at that way you should really look at uh, that way like okay so so and build a little bit confidence <laughs> it's it's not going to happen over overnight right? for sure yeah sure. it's so the more you get involved yourself in that field whatever you enjoy so slowly slowly you will start building the self confidence in it mm-hmm. and how you can uh, you know like captain your ship literally correct 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 cool so what is what is the next thing for bainamara uh so this year we planning to have extended products from our uh, estate okay uh, we plan to have couple of blends okay till in the development stage correct work in progress progress yeah. and this so we want to understand uh, uh, about our coffee like okay. you know like what you said like a grower uh, in terms of our profiling our coffee uh, how we produce we want to show that to the consumers okay so you're going to have your own uh, couple of blends or couple of coffees 
ground roasted and ground yeah. and sold uh, in the market is it going to be more in the south market or in the north market so we still in the production line okay. uh, so only extended uh, thinking all through that yeah okay fair enough cool but still uh, are you guys exploring to uh, have your coffees given out to a lot of roasters in india yes yes yeah. yes so that is uh, that's the ongoing process that's been happening okay so couple of roasters also uprising right now okay. like from everywhere okay um so we have literally like lot of inquiries who are new newly trying to set up okay that's been going on get it sorted and they get it from you and then the roast and that give it yeah. out you know it'll be good if uh, they'll be able to give us good uh, volumes yeah do you think in terms of price do you think a lot of people uh, bargain um uh, not, not really? really yeah that's that's a good thing i mean because i mean there are there are times where people do bargain a lot about the kind of coffee that they have been given and like okay you know what i don't want this price i want something that is cheaper i want something that is more economical so with with binemara i've already like like i'm very clear about what we have and what is the price okay that also depends because okay. few estate might be doing like literally small batch micro lots so you know that should go at a very uh, good price correct so i'm thinking that's where the bargain level happens with you for example so far there's not a lot of bargaining that's happening so you're clear cut with the price that you are asking yeah. and mostly they are clear with the kind of price there you are asking and because i told you like we are really looking forward to having good roasters and good transaction that requires correct correct like, as i mentioned with lutokai we had that yeah yeah so nice. it's it's good for both okay any any piece of advice for people who might want to get into the coffee side on the plantation side of it um it'll be really great like uh, so if you're out there and if you're thinking that uh should i should i not like maybe try get an experience yeah. and then probably you'll realize if you want to be part of the industry or not or not yeah. yeah so i think the first stage if you're very confused i think just get a small experience so how do you how how does one get a small experience uh so maybe work with a roasting company maybe okay. work with a established uh, trade house mm-hmm. or maybe work with uh, you know get a roasting job or green mm-hmm. coffee buyer job or okay. get a like you know go work with a cafe okay why not like to start something in the within yeah, the industry and within see if industry, you yeah. like it or not okay fair enough s- s- wherever the beans are moving just <laughs> go <laughs> okay get an idea about it okay and so if people want to uh, get in touch with you as in the estate how can they do that uh you can link us uh, at our website it's called www.binemara.com okay and we've mentioned the email id and you can yeah. drop it are you guys email. active on the social medias yeah we are yeah. and we have a page called binemara <laughs> great great cool well uh thank you very much for joining us on this episode it's been a long one uh but yeah it was great uh, speaking with you i'm sure there'll be somebody looking up and probably getting in touch with you to seek some more advice on this yeah <laughs> thank, thank you, you so much yeah